where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm producer Henry J. Tyler is gone this week. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 121, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. Going strong since 1939, join us as we celebrate 80 years in business. From Visa cards to checking accounts, Milltown Credit Union is your one stop for all your financial needs. Visit us at milltowncu.org or stop by at 3102 Broadway here in Everett. On today's episode, we'll be sharing events from the weekly goodness, catch up with our Everett lives, have a chat with a real-life Everett police officer, and play Five Fast Favorites with Lisa Labovich from the Everett Library. Let's jump in. Let's talk about our lives in Everett. Garrett, you and I both went to the Farmer's Market in its brand new location. That's right. In beautiful downtown Everett, Washington. We went at different times. We did. And I think that we have vastly different stories about <laughs> our time at the, at the Farmer's Market. So um, I went at like 1130 around noon. Um, on Sunday, it was about 90 degrees outside and it was packed, man. It was crazy. I yeah. only lasted about five minutes before I got like freaked out and I left. Yeah. Mac Bauer sent me a photo. He went right when it started and it looked dense. It was very dense. It was very cool. Um, as I said, I think on last week's podcast, I've never been to the farmer's market before. So I have first time. It was my first time and I have no recollection of, you know, what it used to be. But I thought it being in downtown was very, very cool. People walking around everywhere, super neat to see. Um, yeah, it's really like injected some life into downtown Everett on a Sunday. And I had no trouble parking. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I just walked over. I went towards the tail end. I didn't get there till 3.30. So it was right before it was closing down. But so it was much more mellow, uh, which was nice because I was pushing the baby stroller and everything. And um, yeah, it, it was cool. They utilized... Uh, some of the different parking lots in the surrounding area really well. Cause, cause I was curious, I was, I was like, how are they going to fit all this on just, you know, a block or block and a half. Um, but yeah, the, the way they, they had it set up and the flow of it, uh, seemed like it worked really well. And uh, like you said, just really cool seeing so many people in downtown Everett and downtown just being kind of activated. Cause there's those times, whether it's a weekend or maybe it's at night when you're just walking around downtown and you're just like, geez, like this place is dead you know yeah not not anymore so no really cool I'm not really, anymore on sundays I from uh, 11 to 4 anyways or when a silver tips game is happening yeah that too. and we're getting <laughs> close to that season um since i don't i've never been to the farmer's market and that was my one time what do you get there i was so overwhelmed with everything i was like do i buy a bread do i eat here what do i do yeah it depends on your jam i am typically a uh purchase flowers for me lady uh, although she scored a good deal on some roses the other day. So this weekend I said, okay, she doesn't need flowers and I'm there by myself cause my wife works on weekends. Right. And so, uh, they actually had, uh, a meadery, a cidery from Bellingham. I don't even know the name. I just recognized their logo and I've been to it in Bellingham there before and bought a model model, a bottle of mead for a gift. And I was like, Oh, you guys have cider. And so I, I grabbed a, a four pack of that. And so it's just fun to like discover new things you haven't tried. Um, got that for my wife and then, uh, treated myself to a cookie Very and, nice. uh, some, some tacos for lunch. And Tyler and people are always talking about, I think it's Los Chilangos, uh, yeah, yeah, serves yeah. like the tacos and Mexican food there. Finally tried them. They were really good. Some of the best street tacos I've ever had. They were so packed and like just three of them, like, 
really filled me up, which usually doesn't happen with tacos, street tacos, because they're so small. Speaking of tacos, I went to Loma Bonita the other day. They've amped it up, if you can believe it. It's gotten better, which I thought would be hard to do. Extra radishes? Not, no. It's just (laughs) everything was so good. Nice. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, Loma Bonita is like probably our favorite, like the office's favorite taqueria, but... I don't know. It was like elevated to another level. I don't know if I just got it like super fresh that day or whatever, but it was fantastic. Okay. I'll have to try it out again. But uh, there's lots of great stuff at the farmer's market though. I mean, I'm like, I'm probably kind of a lame case study because I usually, um, well, now I'll probably go more now now that it is in downtown because in the past I haven't gone a lot. And when I go, it's just like, yeah, flowers and food basically. But yeah, lots of great breads and art and all kinds of cool stuff there. Just depends on what your jam is. If nothing else, just the people watching is fun too. For sure. A lot of straw hats. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, older people, straw hats. That's what I noticed. <laughs> very wide strollers. A lot of wide strollers. Yeah. Multiple children. Speaking of strollers and places to walk, a couple new, uh, couple new updates around town. You like that segue? That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, so by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have just put out an article uh, yesterday on the new Riverfront Trail uh, at the uh, Riverfront Business Park over in the northeast corner of uh, Everett in the Delta neighborhood. Um, Yeah, Christopher Bragg wrote an article on it. I haven't made it over there yet to check out the trails, but from what I gather, it's a paved walking trail that goes out right along the Snohomish River uh, with a couple different viewpoints with uh, like some picnic tables and stuff. And uh, it looks really cool. I'm excited to check it out. It looks, um, yeah, you can go walk around a business park. <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem like kind of an interesting contrast because it's on one side you have the river, which is what I'm excited to see. But then on the other side you have businesses. <laughs> right, it's like this. It's not, very, it's not very sterile. I guess the photos that he sent when Christopher was there, it was an overcast day. So yeah. like all the pictures that we have are really gray. And then the buildings are gray. And I'm like, I don't know if this is depressing or if it's just, <laughs> just the weather, but I kind of like that anyway. I know. Go figure a day in uh, late July, early August just happens to be full of gray clouds. I know. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, it lo- it's pretty cool. I like that the port kind of opened up, opened that business park up to everybody totally to enjoy. It seems like a lot of these places are kind of walled off, guarded off. You're not supposed to be there, but now you can go down there and take a walk. I'm sure it'll be great for the Delta neighborhood and it'll be great for North Everett. Yeah. And in the Delta zone, like I just wasn't really aware of like any great places where you could go walk along the river. You know, I mean, I know the Lowell riverfront trail is really cool, but yeah, if you're like further North in that part of town, I didn't really know of like a great place where you can really appreciate the river. There's some trails on the flats Mm. that you can go to those little like, quick exits that you can take right before Marysville. There's some trails. Oh right yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I guess like Langus and the riverfront park and, and all that. Right. Even but, further uh, North though, there's trails okay. up there too. Way North. I'll show you on a Google map. Okay. Okay. But, but Delta yeah. though, Delta. Right. Now it's, Delta's it's in, in on the fun. Yeah. Now, now Delta's got it. So. Um, I went to the triangle market the other day. Oh yeah. That was pretty good. I'm ashamed to say I've never been there. You gotta go. It's on my list. I've been hearing great things for years. It's fantastic. The produce is super cheap. I'm probably going to shop there now from now on because we, in my house, I live with three other idiots and um, (laughs) 
we all hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> They're too cool for this podcast. Um, we all eat like a copious amount of bananas. So we have what's called house bananas. And so whoever goes shopping just buys a bunch of bananas. But the bananas at the Triangle Market are like 69 cents a pound. And they're organic. Where are you going to find that? Not at QFC. Tell you that much. And you're supporting local business. And the ice cream there is very good on a hot day like today. No, I'm thinking about as my favorite childhood TV show, Bananas and Pajamas. They're coming down the stairs. <laughs> That's right. In pairs. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, there's also the Rucker Streetscape uh, project that's going on. I don't know if that's the correct title. Rucker Renewal Project, maybe? It's, it's called the Make, Make Henry Do a Lot of Right-Hand Turn in Downtown <laughs> Project. Yeah, all kinds of streets closed. <laughs> I know. Closed down downtown right now. I just I just have to go, because I live in Port Gardner, so I have to take Wetmore now. I just take Wetmore all the way. So the, I used to go to Hoyt. Can't do that anymore. There's construction on Hoyt, and now there's construction on Rucker. But it's all for the best. It's good. We need to be forced out of our habits anyways. It is true. It is true. <laughs> but yeah, this is the project where they got the road all ripped up on uh, Rucker Avenue, um, just south of Everett Avenue. And uh, I guess they're going to be putting in like a road median with trees and just making it more uh, walkable, pedestrian friendly. Uh, should be really cool. We talked about it when they first announced it a few months back. I can't remember when that was. Um, but I, I did want to um, say, too, that the businesses are still open that are on that street. And I feel kind of bad for them because the street's completely closed. Like, you can only get to those some of those businesses now if you literally just walk down the sidewalk to, right. to get there. And so I can only imagine. Uh, I, I know I've, I've heard a couple things and seen a couple posts about some of them that, yeah, they've, they've been struggling big time with uh, an obvious, you know, change in, in traffic. And, uh, so if you have, have the time, uh, go, go support some of them is, uh, always, always cool. I wonder if the city does any sort of compensation for that. Yeah. I was wondering the same thing. I noticed they did put signs up, um, like a frame signs on the sidewalk with like arrows, That's like pointing, pointing towards, <laughs> you know, Goldfinch brothers or Bargreens coffee. But it's like, yeah, how many people are going to see that little sign and right. And, and be like, Oh, I'm going to stop and walk a block in a construction site to like to go to a store so, unless you really have to. So right? the other thing I hadn't thought about on the flip side, like I went into Bargreens the other day and I was talking to the gal there and, and I was like, well, it sucks that you guys are probably losing a lot of business right now, but hopefully once it's done, there will be even more foot right, traffic right. and you'll get even more business in the long run. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm not sure how, how that works out or if the city does any extra compensation, but do you know if there's going to be bike lanes? I thought I heard a rumbling, a whisper. I, I need to look up the specific details. I hope like I just heard like more pedestrian friendly. So I don't know what that means exactly. I hope, I hope bike lanes. That'd be cool. I know Hoyt has bike lanes, um, just a block over. So it'll be interesting to see. But I'm picturing like kind of a Colby vibe, which Colby has bike lanes, but you know, Colby's got those great medians in the street with the nice big trees and it really does give it like such a nice inviting feel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be cool. I'm excited for that. How's your guys' lives in Everett going? Drop us a line through social media or leave us a voicemail. 425-341-3731. We'd love to hear from you. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Henry, what is your event pick of the week? Well, here's the deal. A lot of the events that I say that I'm going to on these, I do go to 
But some of them I don't go to. But this one I definitely am going to. Thanks to our old friend, Dan Ernesty, friend of the podcast, friend of the people, hooked me up with two tickets to go see the Dallas Wings take on the Seattle Storm at Angel of the Winds Arena, their final home game here in Everett. Thursday at 7 p.m., he gave blood and got two tickets to the game (laughs) through Bloodworks and uh, gave them to me, gifted gifted them to me and Sierra. So we're going. And when is it, did you say? Sorry. It is Thursday at 7 p.m. Thursday. Nice. So we're going to go. hear how that goes. Dallas Wings. That name just kind of makes me hungry. Like like chicken like chicken wings. Yeah, that's what it sounds like when the I hear Dallas, it. Dallas hot wings. wings. Well, they have the stars as the hockey team. Okay. And they have the stars and the wings. I don't know what the wings like. The stars like like a sheriff's badge, but I okay. don't know what the wings is all about. A, a plane? Do they do that a, in Dallas? A bird, an angel? I don't know. Possibly, I don't know. But they just fly. They're gonna lose to the Seattle Storm, so okay. I'm excited to see that. Uh, I'm not sitting in the fancy seats like I did last time. I'm in the 200 level. Right behind one of the baskets. So I'll be with the commoners this time. There you go. Drinking an ice cold beer. Join the people. It'll be nice. What about uh, you? Also coming up this Saturday is the Taco Fest at Angel of the Winds Arena. Uh, I believe this is the first time they've ever done it. And it actually sounds really cool. Um, they'll have lucha style wrestling, a tiny dog contest, uh, tons of different tacos. I think I saw like a, what was like a hot pepper eating contest or something. Uh, lots of different fun stuff going on. That starts this Saturday at noon. Uh, once again, that's at Angel of the Winds Arena, and uh, yeah, should be uh, should be a fun time. I'm hoping uh, hoping to make it out. If you want a little bit of behind the scenes here at Live in Everett, I made a very funny typo, as I usually do in the because uh, I write all the event copy for the Weekly Goodness. So I write all the things that you read, like the you know strut your mutt and tacos every Taco Fest. I write all that. So. Uh, I actually wrote a tiny dog concert, and Linda thought it was very funny to see a tiny dog concert. That'd be, I'd like to see tiny dogs put on a concert. Who wouldn't want to see that? I would love to see that. Hopefully next year's Taco Fest, they can find some (laughs) some dogs to put on a tiny dog concert. There you go. Maybe our own sheriff will be there. Our own tiny dog. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Anything else? Any sort of... uh, The mutt strut... Uh, is also this weekend, which sounds really cool. It's uh, the 18th year that they've uh, done this annual event. Uh, I believe it's the city of Everett that puts it on. It's at Langus Riverfront Park uh, on Saturday, and they'll have dog-friendly vendors, food trucks, and a beer garden um, for humans. I like that that's clarified in parentheses I there. I that, ha-ha. <laughs> um, and it's Saturday, 10 a.m. It's free. It's kid-friendly. Uh, so that's another uh, big one coming up this weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's always lots of fun stuff going on. You know, got to check out the events calendar. Subscribe to the weekly goodness. It's true. And for the mutt, for the mutt strut, if you don't have a dog, you can just dress your kid up as a dog. <laughs> Same thing, maybe. I don't know, but that's what we picked out for this week. Uh, for more details and get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just do what Garrett said. Liveinever.com slash subscribe is where you can go. And we'll be right back with our chat with Kirby Duncan from the Everett Police Department. Well, hey, guys, I know you already have your calendars marked for Saturday, August 24th for the Everett Food Truck Festival in Yum Run because we've brought it up like 9,000 times. It's a festival we're putting on. It's going to be super duper fun. But now that you already know about it and you're planning to come, which I know you are, remember, when it comes
comes to getting to the festival, you can avoid the hassle of parking and all that good stuff with our official transportation sponsor of the festival. Community Transit can bus you to the festival from anywhere in Snohomish County. They'll not only provide you a free custom itinerary, but they'll also hook you up with an Orchid card preloaded with $10 to get you to and from the Food Truck Festival so you can bus to the yum no problem. Just go to communitytransit.org slash yum to get all the details. Once again, that's communitytransit.org slash yum. Hey everyone, Garrett here along with uh, producer Henry, of course. And today we have a special guest with us in the office, uh, Officer Kirby Duncan from the Everett Police Department. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. And you are the very first person we've ever had on the show from uh, the Everett Police Department. So I feel like this is long overdue. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I think it's a good opportunity. Yeah, I know uh, I've been doing a number of different neighborhood meetings uh, that they do in Everett's various neighborhood associations, and those almost always have uh, an update from an officer there. And uh, so, yeah, I've always wanted to do this and have an officer on the show and kind of learn more about uh, what you all do. And so, yeah, this is this is really cool. Uh, why don't we start with uh, how you first came to work for Everett Police Department and how long you've been with the department for? All right, yeah. So uh, I came to work for Everett Police Department after I graduated Western Washington University. Uh, I was originally studying law. I thought maybe I'd be a lawyer or something like that. But uh, after I finished up my bachelor's, I decided that was enough college for me. And uh, I was at the gym, and I just happened to stumble across uh, an officer from Everett who was recruiting. And I hadn't even thought about Everett. Uh, I hadn't been here in probably almost 25 years. And he turned me on to the idea of applying to Everett, and I came in to test it out for him. And since that was back in 2015 so i got the job offer july 4th 2015 so it's just over four years now okay nice and the officer didn't happen to be jack jessup did it no it was uh okay at the time sergeant dahlberg or now lieutenant dahlberg okay gotcha yeah i'd mentioned to you earlier i did a, a ride-along some years ago i was thinking mm-hmm. about uh, trying to get on with with everett please and jack jessup was a one of the do you, do you know jack yeah he, he, he was an retired with, about a year ago I okay think. yeah that's what i thought yeah he, he had kind of put put the bug in my ear and had, had encouraged me about that but uh, uh anyhow what what so what's your role with uh, with the department i'm one of the members of the downtown bike unit so there are four of us and we obviously ride bikes downtown things like that but uh our primary job is just trying to keep the downtown core as nice as possible um, we, as we all know, we have a little bit of a transient issue here in Everett, and we do our best to be downtown every morning and making sure that we're contacting people who are sleeping in doorways, things like that, and trying to help alleviate the problem. Um, on top of that is we also get a great opportunity to uh, offer a lot of social services, things like that. And uh, on top of the downtown units, we spend a lot of time actually going out and contacting camps. And that's a pretty cool opportunity to just go out in the woods that are still city of Everett-owned and out there contacting some of the camps, offering them services and things like that. It's a very diverse work day, to say the least. It seems like it would be pretty fun to be on the, the bike patrol unit. It, it is a lot of fun because I get a lot of freedom in how my day goes. Uh, m- most patrol officers are very tied to 911 calls, and so you don't have a lot of control over what you're doing with your time. You're just responding to calls, which is fun in its own right. But it is nice to be able to say, well, okay, I'm going to spend a couple hours working the downtown area, making sure I made that as nice as I can, and then I'm going to spend a couple hours going out and contacting camps and trying to make a difference out there and getting getting those people services and hopefully getting them out of camps into housing. When you go to the camps, what's the general, like, feel? Like, when you offer services, are people receptive? Are they not receptive? Um, 
I've, I've always wondered like how, how that kind of goes. It's hit or miss. You get a few who are very anti-services. They generally aren't very interested in help, but a lot of them don't know the services that are available to them. They don't know the options they have. And so to help with that, we actually have two social workers who work with us now, the full-time Everett Police Department employees, and they come out with us and we'll try to contact camps and, uh, and try to get the services to them because they are far better at navigating the, that world than any of us officers are. And what's the story with, you know, I know people typically aren't supposed to ride bikes on the sidewalks and downtown. It's against the rules, but I know I see a lot of officers doing it though. How does that work? Right. So you're not really supposed to ride bikes downtown. And our goal with that is we're patrolling the downtown area. So it's, it's just a little different for us. We're riding nice and slow. We're just making sure to check on people and we're not cruising downtown trying to get from point A to B real quickly. So right. we call it patrolling downtown. Makes sense. So uh, I'm curious, kind of, uh, you know, high and low, like, like what is one of your personal, like most favorite things about working with the department and then on the other end of the spectrum, like some of the, the biggest challenges? Of course. So, I mean, like I touched on a little bit ago, my favorite is just the diversity in the workday. When I was working patrol, you go to dozens of 911 calls every night and everyone's a little different and some of them are very different you'd be dealing with a domestic violence situation and kind of a high adrenaline situation one moment and the next moment you're having a nice interaction just taking a cold theft and chatting with somebody and just trying to make their day a little better um so the diversity of work is awesome um every day is different it's can be a ton of fun and some days can be long and some days are are pretty go by pretty quick Uh, as far as some of the worst parts are lows i think the schedule can really wear on a lot of officers. Uh, I'm fortunate now where I work four days a week, 10 hours a day during the daytime. That's a pretty good schedule. But when I was working nights, I was working 12 hour shifts, working every other weekend. You don't really get any holidays off. So that can definitely be uh, pretty exhausting and wear on you after a few years of doing nights. When did, when did you start your shift at night when you were working nights? I worked 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. Wow. Yeah, it's a long night. <laughs> yeah, you, you come in right at the uh, the evening rush. Everyone's getting home or on their way home with collisions or getting home and finding someone broken in their car or something like that. So it starts out with a big rush, and then weird things happen in the middle of the night, and it's, it can make for a long night, but usually it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems like a definitely a pretty stressful job overall. Like I know I've heard like the divorce rate um, at the Everett Police Department, and I think just police officers in general is really high. Um, that it's just like a pretty high stress environment. Yeah, I, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with like military issues. It, it puts a lot of strain on any relationship when you're working a lot of holidays and weird hours. So, and then the stress level can definitely be very high. There were some where you work every other weekend, you work three twelves in a row, and by the end of those days, I was usually exhausted just from the stress level. And it can be a lot of up and down where you get an adrenaline boost to handle one call, and you got to try to calm down and get to your next call, and it, it can be very exhausting. I did want to say thank you for your service. Cause I know you guys deal with a lot of hard stuff and you keep us all safe here in Everett. So I really <laughs> appreciate best, yeah. it. Thank you. Um, so zooming out a little bit and kind of speaking of, of safety and kind of overall policing for the city of Everett, what, what would you say are kind of some of our, our strengths as a city, as far as our, our safety and, you know, I guess I'm interested in your perspective as an officer, right? Where, you know, different cities have kind of their, their strengths and weaknesses. And so I'm curious for the city of Everett, what's working well for kind of our, our safety and policing? And then what, what are those challenges um, that we should be most focused on? Yeah, I, 
I think what's working pretty well for us is the, the quality of hires we've been getting of a lot of the new officers. Since I've started, we've hired 60 new people, I think, which were a department of 200. So that's a, a lot of people to hire over you the said course. 60? Yes. Wow. And that's yeah. a lot of people to hire over the course of four or five years. And I've been very impressed. I've got to work with a lot of the new guys as they go through training and the, the people I went through training with and the people who trained me. I've been absolutely impressed by the quality of people. Um, you know, coming from other jobs I've worked, it's always been, there's always a few people that you don't particularly like or don't think are great, but I've been pretty impressed with the people that they get through the background process. Because a lot of people do wash out of the background process. And a lot of people do, don't make it through the hiring process. So the ones who have, I've been pretty impressed by. Uh, on top of that is crisis intervention training, CIT as we call it, has been a, a hot topic button for a lot of agencies lately, especially with the recent I-940 bill, which uh, required all law enforcement officers to start getting that mental health um, training. Mm. And it's something EverPD has been doing for years. We were pretty uh, ahead of that curve there. And when I started patrol, Four years ago, they were already getting me that crisis training, which is a you know forty-hour course that's all focused on dealing with that group of people who are suicidal or having the worst day of their life and having a breakdown. And I got that training four years ago, and now it just became mandatory this year. So I, hindsight, I'm looking back and saying, well, I was pretty impressed. We got that ahead of most people, and we're on top of that. Yeah, that's really cool. And then, and then what are, what are some of the, uh, the, the biggest challenges that, that we're facing here in Everett? I think, uh, communication is always a big one. Um, especially between officers and citizens, uh, quite often. I mean, somebody calls 911, they have a request for someone to come out and then we respond to everything and we come out a lot of times we don't even let the person know who called that we came out. You call about someone who's being a problem on the sidewalk or maybe you're worried about a safety issue. We come out and maybe they're already gone or we come out and chat with them and deal with the situation, but we never call you to let you know we came out. And then that kind of leaves you wondering, well, I mean, right. Are we, do the police really, are they really out there making that difference? So I think we could do a little better job of communicating with people who call 911 and citizens. And that's something we've recently give everyone phones and, and things like that. So we need to start doing better job of that. And I would imagine that, um, like you said, about 200 officers total at the department. I mean, I'm sure you all are going on just tons of calls every day. And so I'm sure it's hard to um, always follow up on every single one to, you know, whoever called, let them know what happened and all that. That's That's got to be a major challenge. Yeah, it definitely is. Since there's usually uh, about 13 officers on it at any given time, and we get thousands of calls for service every day. So I know when I was on nights, I would usually go to about 30 calls on my own. Are there any commonly kind of overlooked safety tips um, that you would recommend uh, local Everdites to be more mindful of? I don't know if it's overlooked necessarily, um, but most crimes are just crimes of opportunity. Breaking into people's cars or just um, doors being left unlocked is very common. A large amount of vehicle prowls are simply cars left unlocked for somebody found it and went through it. So just making sure everything's locked up, uh, out of sight. And then the, uh, recent surge of doorbell cameras has been awesome. Uh, it's uh, something you can spend a little bit of money on to get a doorbell camera. Those things have helped solve a lot of crime, especially with the, the rise in package thefts that have become all the rage lately. The doorbell cameras, maybe don't catch them in the act, but that gives us a face. And we know most people who are out here who are out stealing packages off your porch. We know them. So if we can see their face, we'll find out who they are. How does that process work? Because I have a ring camera um, because 
my well it's my roommates but they were getting packages stolen left and right so like how do you submit that i, I don't really do you like download it and like email it to an officer <laughs> so usually that's one of those since you have suspect information you have a recording of them taking your item right uh you can just contact the police via 911 or the non-emergency line and uh, an officer can come out and we can either put it on our own thumb drive we are issued thumb drives from, so we should be able to get that from you and then we'll upload it ourselves to our uh, database of video footage. I see. Cool. I always wondered. Hopefully I never have to do that. But. Yeah, that or we also have email since we're, you know, it's the 21st century. Right, exactly. <laughs> like most people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for anyone who might be thinking about uh, working for Everett Police Department someday, do you have any advice? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you had talked about earlier, going on a ride-along. I think that's the, the best thing you can do to figure out if that's something you're interested in. Uh, you can come and request a ride along during at any point in the hiring process, uh, or we're start, or you can reach out to any officer and request a ride along. And we have to do a background check on you and make sure you don't have any warrants or anything crazy. But then you'll be able to sit in the passenger seat, ride along with an officer, and just get an idea of what we do. And that gives you an opportunity to see a bunch of calls, see how the officer handles them, see what they're dealing with, and give you a much better idea that's something you're interested in. And if it is, it's a very long process to get hired. It took me probably six seven months from initially testing to actually getting the job offer so some if you're interested in get the ball rolling is there an academy located around here there's still police academies is it as funny as the movie <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> but is that like a snohomish county thing or it's a statewide academy uh, okay there's one on the east side but ours is uh, located down in burien so it's you have to get through seattle but luckily if you're coming from everett they will actually give you a dorm down there and you can stay down there throughout the week and uh, it's, you're there for about three, four months, 720 hours total of training. Wow. And uh, it was it was a pretty fun. I had fun. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it was as fun as Police Academy movies made it look. <laughs> but uh, I had a pretty good time. Uh, the instructors were all very knowledgeable, a lot of fun. And it, I had a pretty good 720 hours. I wanted to ask you this question at the beginning of the interview, but is is law enforcement a part of your family is that a, is that a family thing i feel like it's a lot a lot of like lineage in like police and fire there are definitely a lot of officers who parents were officers with everett or somewhere else but uh, no this is a first generation officer um, my family has nothing to do with law enforcement and if you look at my family lineage we're mostly just like highway robbers from scotland so this is definitely a change in family uh, lineage oh you're really taking the family tree a different direction then. Uh, hopefully i uh, <laughs> Cool, cool. So once in a blue moon, when people are out and about in Everett, sometimes we see things that sometimes you might see something and it's very clear that it's an emergency, call 911, no brainer. Other times we might see things where, uh, and I've been in the situation where I don't, I don't know. I see something that might be concerning, it might not. Do I call it in? Do I call the non-emergency line? I guess, is there kind of a lens or a framework that people should use to make that decision if it's an appropriate call uh, to call 911 with? Yeah, of course. So we obviously have plenty of people call 911 about things that aren't necessarily emergencies. It happens. It's not a big deal if it ends up not being an emergency. But if you think somebody's safety is at risk or property could be damaged or anything like that, feel free to call 911. We always do our best to triage our calls. I mean, like I said, there's 13 of us. We get a lot of calls. So we have to kind of decide the importance of calls. So if we get one that we look at and say, all right, that's not super important, but we will get to it. Um, so feel free to call regardless of, of what you're looking at. But if you're getting things like cold thefts with no suspect information, you don't have that video footage from your doorbell, 
uh, or you're getting the fireworks complaints, things like that. The non-emergency line, which is a great resource for that. And you can just Google that and it'll be one of the first results where it's uh, 425-407-3999. I like to put that out there because everyone always asks me, well, what is the non-emergency line? And that's, that's it right there. So that, or we also have online reporting at uh, everettwa.gov. You can just go there and report it. And I know that may not be very satisfying and feel like you're, you're getting crime solved, but if you don't have any suspect information, you go report that. At least we can get it documented for insurance purposes, as well as we keep track of all statistics about where these crimes are happening. So if your vehicle got prowled up there at 10th and Colby, well, we may not know who did it, but at least we can get stats figuring out where are these vehicle prowls happening, where can we step up patrols and try to prevent this in the future. Yeah, makes sense. It's a nice option to have for sure. Yeah. Uh, are there any common misconceptions about Everett police in general? I mean, a lot of people view the police force a little bit of a mystery out there and don't get to know them that well, which is understandable. People don't always want to talk to cops, but uh, some would say uh, maybe we like donuts and coffee too much. But no, that's just true. That's not even a misconception. I can't say that with a straight face. Well, we love donuts and coffee. but uh, <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> Best donuts in town, go. Uh, <laughs> We're, for best donuts in town. Best donuts in so Everett. I'm not really supposed to endorse businesses too much. Oh, okay, but, okay. That's uh, fine. We can talk about it off. I'm going to say officers generally, like Henry's Donuts is where probably the bulk of them get bought. 20, 24 hours? Yeah. That probably 24-hour donut shop. You roll in there right about, fresh donuts are coming at 3 a.m. So okay, that's working really nights, good So you're working nights, you roll in there about 3.30, some end-of-shift donuts. There you go. It's a good way to end the night. Yeah, a nice, nice little yeah. reward for yourself at the end of the, end of the shift. Yeah, but, but more seriously uh, for that one. Uh, I would say it kind of harkens back to what I was talking about earlier about not contacting people who call 911. A lot of people feel like officers don't care that much, mm-hmm. especially for the little things. And, you know, I, I think that can be a pretty big misconception I deal with a lot where I go out to calls and people go, oh, you guys don't even care. You guys didn't respond to this call. And uh, just today I had somebody call 911 about a car parked behind their business. And I rolled by and I had a two-second conversation with the person in the car, then I left. And if you're watching that, you think, that cop didn't even get out of the car. He just rolled down his window and talked to him. He doesn't care. But in the rally, I actually already contacted that car 45 minutes ago. I had a 20-minute conversation with the people in the car. I ran all their names for warrants. And then I told, I made sure they were moving along. They just hadn't moved yet. But the person who called 911 didn't know all that. So it can easy be easy to give the perception that we don't care. But I, you know, if we once they do a little better job communicating, calling them and telling them, oh, I actually already talked to them. I ran all their names and I'm working on getting them moved on. It looks a little better than rolling by to have a two second conversation and driving off. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say one of the probably most thorough interactions I've had with Everett police, we had our house broken into uh, some years ago and you guys came out and you took uh, the, the person who broke in, they'd broken a window and they had, um, cut themselves on the glass so i think you guys had taken like blood samples and like fingerprints and like it was very thorough and the person ended up getting caught mm-hmm. months later and i felt like it was a, a really good because you know, a lot of the time like like people watch stuff on C, on a tv <laughs> yeah. where, where they see the fingerprinting and this thorough investigation and then in real life and 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 they, they say oh the, the cops didn't do anything or, or whatever but so that was that was just a a negative experience but the way it was handled from Everett police we, we were very happy with yeah. with how thorough all the all the follow-up was 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 really great i'm, I'm glad so. to hear that and yeah with, with dna evidence like fingerprints are tough to get especially out in the field in people's houses or if it's been raining like it usually does 
Um, but and DNA is great with blood. That's a that's a great resource. But sending it off to the crime lab taking ten sorry can take months to get back the results. So, but I'm really glad it worked out for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm I'm curious just how we as a community uh, can become a safer and more inviting place. Yeah, I, I think uh, community is really the key word there. Um, getting to know your neighbors, getting to know the people you're living close to, and figuring out who you can talk to in that area to, to kind of almost like a neighborhood watch um, where you know who doesn't belong, who you can, when you should call when people who are loitering around here who don't belong. And going to your community meetings is a big deal. I mean, we like having people show up and tell us what's going on, and, and then we can also relate to you because we, we do our best to always have an officer at the community meetings. And so then we can relate to you stats for what's going on. You guys can relate to, and it's usually the officers whose beat that is. It's his responsibility for that area. So, and then you can relate to that officer directly, what is going on, what the problems you're seeing. And back when I used to work uh, the Port Gardner neighborhood, so I'd go to those neighborhood meetings and it was good to hear from the people there. And because on nights you can get sometimes, or on patrol you can sometimes get a little frustrated because you're dealing with the same problem people over and over again. So to go to the community meetings and meet the normal community people and communicate with them is great. So that's something I highly encourage people to do. And there's a dozen of us on duty at a time versus a city of 100,000. So it's being eyes and ears everywhere is useful. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. You have anything else, Henry? I do. Uh, speaking of beats, uh, downtown... I see officers walking around a lot in, in pairs downtown. I was wondering, um, what's up with that? Of course. So <laughs> we've really wanted to do our best to make it da- the downtown as nice as possible. And part of that is just having a greater officer presence. So the city has go- started offering officers overtime pay to come in for a couple hours, uh, usually mid-afternoon, evening, for like four hours to just walk the downtown, make good contacts, chat with people deal with any issues that come up and it's the officers really enjoy doing it because it's nice to have good positive interactions with people and uh, I think it's, it's made a pretty good impact on the downtown area have you done it at all I'm just wondering if like what what the uh, general um, I don't know vibe is from the whole thing I mean we usually have a core group of officers who really enjoy doing it so they sign up for a lot of them oh, okay, uh, okay. I don't do them because I mean my job is already walking downtown quite a bit so I, I don't I don't sign up to do it more but uh, it's been the officers like it a lot because it's, it's some good overtime money with a chance to have some good interactions. It's hard to beat that. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks so much for uh, for joining us today. We, we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, maybe at some point it might be fun to have you back on later down the road and kind of catch up and hear what's new. Yeah, absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Hey everybody, Garrett and Henry here with a special guest today, Lisa Labovich from the Northwest History Room at the library is here to play some five fast favorites. Hello, Lisa. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. So we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock and if you can answer all five questions, you just might win a prize. Okay. All right. Henry, you want to uh, do the clock? Yes. I'm ready. Can I see the clock? Sure. I'll I'll point the (laughs) clock towards you. It'll begin after the first question is asked. Okay. All right. Here we go. Lisa, where in Everett is your favorite place to tell friends about? I love Jetty Island and I love to go kayak there with friends. Nice. How about your favorite place in Everett to get outside? My front yard. I live out there when it's nice. All right. And your favorite place in Everett, hands down? Hands down. Um, The community rink at Angel of the Winds, they have the nicest locker rooms I've ever seen. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, favorite annual event in Everett? Mother of all garage sales. Ooh, good one. Favorite okay. hidden gem in Everett? Hidden gem. Um, Evergreen Cemetery. Uh, it's lovely, and most of my favorite people live there. Nice. That was fast. How'd she do, Henry? <laughs> 33 seconds. 33 seconds. And out of all, I will say, out of all the guests that we've had on the Live and Ever podcast, you were the first one to ask to actually see the timer. Yeah. Which is I'm really prepared, weird. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's, that's actually a good idea. Well, usually we let people pick a prize, but okay. I'm pretty excited about what's in my hand. So I'm just going to hand this to you. Okay. Boom. Oh, that's our new, uh, our new Live and Ever button set right there. We got the, the set of three with uh, Fisher and the Everett flag and all that good stuff, so. These are super cool. Congratulations. I feel like these almost need to go into the archives. Ooh, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Very cool, awesome. thank you. Hey, do you wanna help support Live in Everett? Well, you sure can with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this year podcast about good things in Everett every single week. If you want to learn more, you can head over to patreon.com slash liveineverett to donate today and help support Live in Everett. And once again, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash liveineverett. Thanks for hanging out on the Live in Everett podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can podcast at liveandever.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. And thanks to Officer Duncan and Lisa Labovich for joining us today. Special thanks to all of Ralph Army for our theme music. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everybody. This is why we're Everett till the grave.